Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So there has been a rise in the use in probiotics. I'm one of those people who goes for the probiotic. If anything feels funny, you go straight for the probiotic for any age, for everybody, absolutely everybody. But there has been a rise and it's a good thing. And I want to talk to uh, Dr. Nigel Plummer, who is a founder of uh, Proven Probiotics, to talk about this rise in the use of probiotics and why it's so important for us to go for the probiotics before we go to, for instance, the antibiotic. Good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. So, Dr. Plummer, the, the, the growth in the industry of probiotics, it's a good thing, isn't it? It is. I mean, and, and the growth has been really fueled by this increasing knowledge that we have of what we call the, the human microbiome, which is this fantastic, wonderful, beautiful community of bacteria that we have in our, in our intestinal tract and, our, and, our, and on our skin. And if, 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 if the listeners were to understand that this bacterial community weighs about one kilo mm. and it, it, it functions in many, many different ways. It primes our immune system, it, it speaks to our brain, and it also has an uh, uh, intelligent effect on making our, our intestinal tract act and behave and perform in the way that it should. I mean, I've been hearing terms like now our brain sits in our gut lately, you know, where we should be looking to the gut for, for any kind of health, really, generally, uh, when you look at it wider. Yes, and I say, most of our immune system is that 80% of our entire immune system is in our uh, intestinal tract. And if you think of the, that there's more nerves that connect into our intestinal tract than on our skin. And those nerves connect directly to our, to our central nervous system and our brain. Hence, we have a, di- a direct connection with the gut to the brain. And these bacteria that are in the uh, GI tract, in the intestinal tract, connect with the intestinal nerves that then connect with the brain. And probiotics, all that really probiotics are, are proxies for this microbiome. So when we, when, when we select probiotics, what we do is we take the very best strains, the most beneficial strains that are part of our microbiome, and we generally then make them into a, a, a probiotic capsule, for instance, and put them back into the individual in greater numbers to exert an even greater benefit. How so would from, you... from a simple point of view, that's what probiotics are. Proxies for this community of bacteria that we have in our GI tract and on our skin. How would you define a healthy gut? A healthy gut? Well, that's a very <laughs> difficult one. I mean, what, what, what in fact, that's one of the other things that's really important and interesting is that this microbiome is set up from the day that we're born and it's with us until the day that, that we die. So the, the first microbiome is set up during the, the birthing process. So the baby, which is effectively born microbiologically sterile, is then... Um, it's then colonized, if you like, by bacteria from the, from the mother's vaginal canal, from the skin around the genitourinary tract during the, the birthing pr- process and also from intestinal organisms. And this sets up this microbiome really from, from day one. And because it's then with us for the rest of our lives, it's now thought of as being almost like another organ. So when we say what, what is a healthy gut, it's one which has got, um, if you like, uh, the, the right balance of our microbiome. Now, the important thing is that balance is, not, is often upset and the, yeah. 
the major cause of that, of, that, of imbalance of our microbiota or our microbiome is the use of antibiotics. And that can ah. disrupt our microbiome and then lead to, if you like, um, diseases that, that, that come as a, a, a consequence of that. So IBS, for instance, irritable bowel syndrome is now connected with use of antibiotics. Similarly, allergies in kids, that's connected with the use of antibiotics. Hmm. And it's all to do with the disruption of the microbiome. And then all of these things can be corrected, we're finding, by the use of probiotics. And then there are people who would say to you, Doc, listen, I do my very best to, to eat healthily and, and so on, but then I'm told I'm not, I'm not retaining the nutrition. That in itself is a problem, isn't it? Yes, I mean, in, 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 in many ways, I suppose, in, in a sense, um, uh, we're all told to be on, to be on, a, on a healthy and, and good diet, but defining what a healthy and good diet is is often difficult and I suppose in the uh, 20th century for instance we use vitamins and omega-3 fatty acids as a the way of supplementing sometimes an, an, an inferior or inadequate diet and probiotics have almost become the vitamins of the 21st century now because we understand that they have so many benefits ranging from as I say in babies prevention of allergy in um, children and in adults, uh, reduction in, in incidence of coughs and colds and duration of coughs and colds. And it goes on and on. So IBS, as I say, uh, relief from IBS can be, can, can be gained from the use of um, probiotics. And we're now finding even that we can uh, reduce weight in the overweight and obese by the use of uh, probiotics. So they're becoming if you like, as I say, the 21st century vitamins. Hmm. Let's take calls, if you don't mind there, Doc. I've got Tina calling us from Durban. Good afternoon, Tina. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Go ahead, Tina. I wanted to ask what is the relation of probiotics um, from the skin point of view of using aromatherapy products? An aromatherapy massage. Dr. Plummer, did you get that? Yes, sorry, it, 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 are we looking for the connection between probiotics and aromatherapy? Yes. Um, uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. I mean, in, in a sense, um, aromatherapy, uh, obviously probiotics um, have their action. When you take the uh, uh, probiotic, if it's in a capsule or it's in a tablet form, it becomes activated in the gut. And then what happens is these organisms attach to to the lining of the gut, and then they connect and they talk, if you like, to all parts of our of our physiology. So, to our immune system, to our um, uh, n central nervous system, to our metabolic s system. So we, we're seeing that, that they have an, an influence on energy balance, and even on um, aspects of diabetes, such as insulin and sugar levels in in the blood. Now, in terms of, of, of aromatherapy, the only thing that I can think of is that you would get a complementary effect. So you'll have probiotics acting in a certain way, and that would complement the way that aromatherapy um, works. Hmm. Does it answer your question, Tina? I think we've lost Tina. Well, that's very, very interesting that, uh, I mean, if you really look for it, there's always going to be a connection everywhere you go. So there is a lot on the market. 
how should one be taking probiotics? Okay, there, there, there are a couple of, if you like, golden rules. Um, there are a lot of products on the marketplace. So um, for anybody taking any type of probiotic, they must take the probiotic with food. And the reason being is, is that um, the acidity levels in the, in, in the empty stomach can kill the probiotic organisms even before they reach the, the mm. gut or the intestinal tract. So always take a probiotic with food. With regard to choice, then, I mean, there is, again, one other golden rule, and that is choose a uh, probiotic where there is, if you like, clinical scientific evidence for the, that, that shows benefits for the condition that you're looking to, to treat. So if you've got IBS, for instance, and you're looking for a probiotic to, to have an impact, look for one that's got clinical trial evidence to show that it, that it has benefits in IBS sufferers. Mm. Likewise, if you're looking for a probiotic to reduce coughs and colds, look for one which has got evidence of, of showing that oh. effect. So those, I suppose, are the, are the two golden rules. <laughs> I thought they were all the same. <laughs> I have to be honest, I didn't realize that you could specifically check for one that addresses a specific problem. Yes, I mean, and, and, there, and what we... What we understand is that there are there are some very there, there are some pro- probiotics out there and some some strains of probiotics where there's been a considerable amount of research done, mm. and those strains might have multiple effects, but then there are other strains and, and, and other products where there's been very little if if any testing and and studying of of, of that probiotic mm. or the probiotic strains, mm. and so from the consumer's point of view they should try to avoid those. And, and then concentrate on the ones that, that really have shown benefits for the condition that they're looking to treat. And if all, we, all what, that you need to do there is maybe contact the manufacturer or the uh, brander and just ask them, mm-hmm. you know, has your probiotic been shown to have this effect? Mm. And, and in terms of how, how often one should be taking the probiotic? Oh, yes, uh, that's uh, so. Um, Again, it's as, it, it, it's as, it's almost how long is a piece of string yes. and it depends upon the outcome yeah. that you're looking to, to have an impact on. So if you're looking at using uh, probiotics alongside antibiotics to prevent the disruption of the microbiome caused by antibiotics, mm-hmm. then you should take the, the uh, probiotic at the same time as you're taking the antibiotic mm-hmm. and then for maybe two or three weeks following the cessation of the antibiotic, mm-hmm. And then that's done. So that's probably, if you take an antibiotic for, let's say, five days, and then you take the probiotic with the antibiotic, but not at the same time. That's another, I feel like, golden rule. Always take probiotics alongside antibiotics. It's a really important one. But when you're taking it alongside the antibiotics, if you're taking the antibiotic morning and evening, take the probiotic lunchtime so it's not directly in contact with the antibiotic. And always take it with with a bit of food. Now... So, and then continue to then take the uh, probiotic after you finish the course of antibiotics for maybe one or, or uh, two weeks. And then you'll have that, that, that specific impact in terms of preventing what we call dysbiosis caused by the antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Now, another one, for instance, um, we, we in fact did a, a very big trial looking at prevention of coughs and colds in kids. And we gave our probiotic to ch- uh, children between five and nine years of age for daily for six months over the winter period. And we decreased their incidence of coughs and colds by 50%. Hmm. So there's an example where you have to 
um, take the probiotic over a longer period mm. to generate that effect. Interestingly in that, we also decreased the absenteeism from school mm. by 30%. That's absolutely fantastic to know. Well, thank you so much. Thank you really, really uh, for taking the time to talk to us about this. Uh, I mean, what I think is such useful information, if, if nothing else, if, if you know you don't know what else to do with your health, uh, taking probiotics could be a real benefit. But as the doctor said, just ask for what exactly this particular strain can assist you. And thanks very much, Dr. Nigel Plummer, founder of Proven uh, Probiotics. And I, I certainly didn't know that they're different. And number two, I also didn't know that when you take them, alongside um, an antibiotic, you shouldn't be taking it together. I, I don't think anybody ever tells you that when you go to the chemist, when you collect your medication. So that's really some interesting piece of information.